the Blaze Radio Network. On demand. When you track migration patterns with precision, the different subcultures that we have in America make a lot more sense. For example, where did the colonists come from? The first colonists in America, the first sets of colonists, where did they come from? I think if you ask most people, they're going to say Europe. And that's right. Uh, But let's be a little more specific. Where in Europe? Most people will say England. That's right, too. But Sol's more precise. He found out that most of the Britons who migrated to colonial Massachusetts came from within a 60-mile radius of the town of Haverhill in East Anglia. So one specific town. Now, those are the colonists who went to the colonial Massachusetts. Most of the southern colonists came from the northern badlands of England, which was this no man's land between Scotland and England, and from the highlands of Ulster County, Ireland, which were all very similar areas. In the words of Thomas Sowell, all of these fringe areas were turbulent, if not lawless regions. These these rural Scots, which again later became the southern colonists, they lived a pretty rough and tumble life. They, they lived in the same shelters with their animals and stuff like that. Those people of the, of the Scottish Badlands and from Haverhill and East Anglia were very different people. So when these two groups of people moved to the northern and southern colonies, they took their home subcultures with them. So let me quote Thomas Sowell here about the Southerners or the people who would become Southerners. He said, quote, the cultural values and social patterns prevalent among Southern whites included the aversion to work, proneness to violence, neglect of education, sexual promiscuity, drunkenness, lack of entrepreneurship, reckless searches for excitement, lively music and dance, and a style of religious oratory marked by strident rhetoric, unbridled emotions, and flamboyant imagery. And this oratory style carried over into the political oratory of the region in both the Jim Crow era and the Civil Rights era, and has continued on in our own times among black politicians, preachers, and activists. Also, touchy pride, vanity, and boastful self-dramatization were also part of this redneck culture among, among people from the regions of Britain where the civilization was the least developed. Northern England, Scotland, part of, Scotland, uh, part of Scotland and Ireland. Are you with me so far? So Sol goes on and says that before there was such thing as black pride, there was cracker pride. And cracker pride was this touchiness about anything that might be perceived as a personal slight. And Yankees would look at Southerners and they were baffled at this. They couldn't understand. Yankees could, Northerners could not understand why, why the stupid Southerners were always fighting each other for no reason. By the way, the term cracker, you know where the term cracker came from? So most people think it came from uh, slavery era because the white man cracked the whip. So they were the cracker. 
It came well before that. Cracker was a term that was used in the Scottish Highlands to describe the poor farmers. The poor farmers who were pushed further and further inland where the land was terrible. And these crackers, the backwoods people of northern England and Scotland, they were called Pinelanders, corn crackers, or just crackers. So the crackers from northern England moved to the south and they took their cracker culture with them. They took their cracker pride well before slavery. The differences between these two groups of people, not only, I mean, I think, I hope it's obvious the difference, but it wasn't lost on the people of that era either. There was a boatload of these Ulster Scots that landed in Boston and the people of Boston wouldn't let them unload. <laughs> so like, oh, hey, great to see you guys. Where are you from? Oh, we're from, uh, from Ulster County. Oh, no, back in the boat. Get, get out of here. You're not, no, not allowed. Back, go back, Rico. I don't care where you go, but you can't stay here. Like that. There was another boat of, of Ulster Scots that landed in Philly. And the people of Philadelphia made them settle in western Pennsylvania as a buffer between them and the Indians. So there were, there were the, the, the Yankees, the people from East Anglia, uh, did not want to mingle with these crazy folk from North England. They didn't, want to, they didn't want to mingle with them in England, and they don't want to mingle with them over here in the New World either. One last story about this, and then we'll make it relevant. When I say uh, cheese, what state do you think of? When I say milk and cheese, what state do you think of? Yes. Why do we all think of that state? Why do we all think of Wisconsin? Because that's where the German settlers migrated. But that's not all. There was actually more cattle in the South than in Wisconsin and the Midwest. So how did the Midwest become known as the dairy capital? It's because the German culture of farming was to build fences and huge barns for livestock that they could eat in, they could feed during the winter and stay healthy during the winter. The Southerners had more cattle, but their culture of raising cattle in Scotland, which they brought over with them, was to let the cattle roam free in the winter. There were no fences and there were no barns. So in the South, by the end of the winter, the cattle either died or wasn't healthy enough to produce a lot of milk. And this was true all the way until the 30s. In the 30s, cattle farmers in the South would only make enough milk to feed themselves. 26% of the country's dairy cows were in the South, but they only made 7% of the country's dairy products. Culture. Culture matters. Same thing with farming. So the people who, far, uh, who uh, landed in the Northeast, the colonists in the Northeast, they came from a part of England where hard work was valued. So when they would clear the land, they would cut down the trees, but they would also uproot the tree stumps. Right? They would dig deep, get rid of the tree stumps, fill it back in, and then plow over it. The Southerners came from a part of England that was, did not like hard work. So they would cut down the trees to clear the land, but they would leave the stumps. And they would just plow around them. So the farms in the South were much less profitable. Southerners hated work because they came from part of the world where they hated work. Also, the Scots didn't value education like the people from East Anglia who settled in Boston and the Northeast. 
Scots who settled in the South didn't value education as much. This is why Thomas Sowell and his personal experience, he was a black man growing up in the South, North Carolina. He was in the top of his class in North Carolina, but then he moved to Harlem and was in the bottom of his class. Harlem back then had excellent schools. So even, even to Southerners who could afford it, they just didn't buy books. It wasn't as important. Culture, culture matters. Culture is everything. Now, Thomas Sowell takes this and he applies it to race today and black culture in particular. And his point is that while whites in the South have tended to move away from this culture, black people in the South have adopted it and embraced it. Even language, the words ax instead of ask, dis instead of this, across instead of across, these are not black words. I mean, we may call it Ebonics today or whatever, but these are not black words. These are not African words. This is the way that people talked in Scotland. In Northern England and Scotland, they said ax across dis. And they brought that over, them with, uh, over here with them. White people tended to move away from it, but black people have taken it over and retained it. So we look at, we, we say, you know, ax, ax, a black person may say ax, and we think that that's like a black thing. No, it's a very, 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 very white thing. <laughs> or for, it's, at least it started with very, very, very white people in Northern England. Isn't that amazing? The Blaze Radio Network. On Demand.